I'll go start the coffee. I'll be down in a minute. Scooby dooby dooby doo wop. Pastor Rand, Laura, wake up. Good morning. Morning. We are going to be reading a chapter of the Bible today. Mm-hmm. Chapter four of the book of Luke. Sounds great. <laughs> okay. This is the temptation of Jesus. Yesterday we heard about his baptism. And he's about 30, correct? Yep, that's right. what it said. No, it didn't say that. His yeah, it did. age, did he? Yeah, it said Jesus was about 30 years old when he started his ministry. Mm. That was in Luke. Yep, it was. Mm. I remember reading it right before the genealogy. Right, you uh, verse 23. Now Jesus himself oh, was man. about 30 years old. Okay. One thought, point for me. I thought we got that by like using the dates of the all the people that he named. The Pontius Pilate and all the Tetrarchs. Nope. And those. Luke just comes out and okay. says okay. it. Alright, well I was nice. Okay, so he's about 30. So after he gets baptized, the temptation of Jesus... Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, before we go on. Sure. He's led to this the desert by the spirit correct the holy spirit takes him there jesus is living a normal life just like us Mm -hmm. he's being tempted every day to you know put you know work first or say something bad about a neighbor or steal something or lust why does he need a special temptation time like, hasn't 30 years of living in this world been ample time for him to, not 40 days of hunger, but he could be, like, hungry, hungry any day, and the devil could have said this, like, oh, you've got an easy way out. Like, why is there a special, a special temptation of Jesus? I think that, well, I don't want to put... <laughs> Put why? words, put okay. thoughts in the why mind do you, of God. Okay, why do I think? Sure. Why do I think? I think it is because him going out there completely undistracted and letting the devil, God allowing the devil to tempt him. It's similar to the book of Job. <coughs> that, you Excuse know, God me. says you can do anything except for take away his life. Jesus goes out there and says, okay, devil, do your worst. Tempt me with whatever earthly things that man would normally fall into. And he comes out victorious. So it just shows us that he was tempted in a greater way than any of us. It's not as if he... I know, it just seems like in this world, I know some people who it seems like they have quite a bit of trials. Uh-huh. You know, they've lost 
financially, they've lost health-wise, they've lost this, this, and that, and I won't go into any details or name any names, but I think you can probably mm-hmm. think of some people too. You don't have to be in the desert alone or, you know, like a monk holed up in a, some, you know, by yourself. Like, there's Jesus, or not Jesus, <laughs> the devil is perfectly capable of tempting people all the time in their regular lives and just seems like I'm sure he went through stuff like you said we talked about the other day when Jesus was a kid he's got an opportunity every second of every day to tempt to sin and be tempted is this because now that he's been baptized or he's living more like with his godly side I don't know no he's not he's not more god at this point, he's just beginning his ministry, so he's announcing so, to the world right, that he's he never is, done miracles before, and now he's about to start showing his godly power. Correct, and it's it's similar to well, if you think of Jesus as a hero, of him coming out and having this first battle as this hero of our faith. And right away he goes after the devil and shows that even with the worst temptations possible, even when he hasn't eaten for 40 days, as we're going to see, and he gets offered everything, that he still is perfect in every way. So it's just, it's Jesus showing the strength that he had and the character that he has proving that he is the son of God. It's not just that he did miracles. It's that his holiness is something that's more powerful and is divine. Does that make sense? Kind of. Yeah, it's still early, but I think I get it. Yeah, it's, I mean, I know it's it shows a specific, yeah, first first battle against the devil mm-hmm. but you know don't we can't believe that this is the first time Jesus has been tempted by the devil you know he's been tempted his whole life sure. just like a normal human mm-hmm. just kind of some really specific temptations which we'll read about and you know when he's very weak when he's alone and he's hungry um Do you think the devil is appearing in some sort of form, like as a human form, like the angels sometimes take? Or is this just like Jesus hearing the voice of Satan in his head the way that, you know, we do? (coughs) Excuse me again. Hmm. I don't know if he had a physical appearance. I always imagine that he did especially when we get to the end of it when Jesus is talking to him and the devil is taking him different places and Jesus says depart from me and the devil leaves him all of those things they don't I guess they didn't have to be physical manifestations he could could just be a spirit um, and Jesus is attuned to him or 
hearing him in some way. But it's an interesting thought. I just... I know it's... I don't know. I know it's not, like, important, but just curious because, you know, is he just saying the things that you think in your head, like, when you walk by a whatever, like a cookie sitting out that you're not supposed to eat, and you're, like, hear that, like, oh, just take the cookie, it's not a big deal. Like, you hear that, like, but it's your own well, the kind thing of is, sinful self. Jesus but is, Jesus doesn't have a sinful self, so Jesus he needs to actually be answering. the devil. So he is speaking. It says he answered. Does it say he spoke out loud? What if it's just, like, his thought process? Um, yeah, I know... I don't know Let's when the devil reading. when the devil is actually <laughs> offering him things, you know, that seems more than just a thought rather than, right. hey, why don't you take that candy bar? Yeah. It's it's a quid pro quo mm-hmm. of world power. Well, yeah. Well, let's get to that, okay. and then we'll talk right. about it more. Okay. So then, verse five: the devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to them, or he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor, for it has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to, so if you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, Throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully, and they will lift you in their hands so you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, It says, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. So, he leads him around. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, or the devil says things that are in the Bible, and Jesus re- rebukes him with other parts of the Bible. Right. He doesn't say, leave me alone, or go away. Just, well, not in this account, at least, not I suppose. This, I think in one of the other accounts, he says, away from me, Satan, because it is said. Um, maybe not. It's also on Matthew and Mark, but there's a note here in my Bible on verse thirteen um, about he left him at until an opportune time. Satan continued his testing throughout Jesus' ministry. See Mark eight verse thirty three, culminating in the supreme test at Gethsemane. So this isn't to say that G- that the devil left Jesus alone for the rest of his life. Mm-mm. He still had daily temptations but just not maybe like like we were saying maybe not in this a physical presence type way so sure and a lot of the temptations that we go through are just our sinful human nature or the world around us i i don't know that i i don't think i've ever encountered the devil one on one I've dealt with temptations that he has set up for me. 
are set up for the world. And well, but I've I've never. I have two thoughts on what you just said. Experienced. I think one. My first thought is yeah. The devil is super scary and super powerful, and anyone who's interacted with something satanic would probably remember that mm-hmm. as being like a very terrible and intense thing. But also then I thought about that. Was it C.S. Lewis quote? Uh, the devil's greatest trick is convincing the world he doesn't exist. doesn't exist. Meaning that yeah, he sets stuff up for us. We've got our sinful nature and people around us tempting us. But I'm sure in a way, in a small way, we're, we are interacting with Satan every day. Not having like a cult, you know. What are those? Satan. Um, oh my goodness. Seance. Mm-hmm. You know. We're not doing serious like finding the devil or he's not appearing to us like as an angel but um or fallen angel you know but he he definitely is in our lives he's in he's in our world and i don't know so part of me thinks no none of us probably has really seen satan he's not said to us one-on-one these things but he is subtly in everything because of sin yeah, he is. I I mean, I look at him as kind of the head commander of an army. Yeah. And uh, uh, facing against God. He is weaker than God, obviously, much weaker. And we being on God's side, he protects us. However, with him uh, ruling many things in this world, everything... All these temptations are down the chain of command of what he's done. I mean that speaking of C. S. Lewis, when we read the the screw tape letters, that was just a wonderful um read, you know, talking about all the subtle temptations that come into our lives yeah. w- without you know facing the devil in a cold room or something it's mm-hmm. just evil that's around us and that's propagated by the devil yeah but if like all good things come from god and all evil things come from the devil you know then how we say like oh we see god all around us we see god in the beauty of nature we see god Mm -hmm. in this then like then in that same way really the devil is also all around us you know because every whatever sassy gossip news article is you know gossip that comes Mm -hmm. from the devil you know every you know temptation to lose your temper with your loved ones or your coworkers. those are evil you know so it's just it's it's around you and it can be traced to him yeah it can be traced to him but i'm not necessarily sure it's Again, he's. I'm not sure that he faces each of us like that. Um, well, it's the same way with God. Like, do you feel like you've ever like spoken one on one with God? In His Word. 
Right. I've heard but, the direct word of God. But well, no, we've I have also read Satan's words I, in here too. Yeah, I guess that's a good way of like thinking of it that I have not us. I have not received direct like, divine inspiration. Right. Where God has But some people have I mean, maybe this is a totally different tangent, but like seen angels or had these like life altering experiences and I suppose that could go either way too or you might have a life altering experience being you know like an angel sort of thing or you could be in a I don't don't even know like where to go with this but like some weird yeah occult seance you know i mean it says that there are demons that have masqueraded as angels of the light wolves in sheep's clothing yeah so yeah there are a lot of people that have those experiences it's not common but it could there can be i have like experiences in this world and there are demonic possessions i mean not as many as we read about in the western world right and not yeah, not like we read about in the Bible, but, um, yeah, I think, yeah, you were right when you said we probably haven't seen the devil, and I think if anyone did, it would be a pretty memorable thing. You wouldn't have to think back on your life and say, hmm, did I ever encounter the devil? Well, even Luther, when he was writing, or translating and doing all these different things when he was holed up in the or held up hold finish your sentence anyway, i don't know where you're going when he was translating the bible and he was in warburg in warburg <laughs> yeah he was hiding as younger yorg yeah uh, masquerading as a knight he uh there said he was tempted by the devil and threw his ink well at him but he thought he saw him face to face. And that was significant enough for him to tell people about it. Yeah. Rather than thinking about he was tempted. I mean, when he was just dealing with his own sinful nature and thinking he wasn't saved mm-hmm. because his works weren't perfect, he attributed that to other things rather than meeting the devil face to face. So, Interesting. I, my, I didn't know that. My last... Uh, pastor that I worked with he had this you know analogy of the devil being a mountain lion and if the mountain lion's in your backyard would you open up your door to get a little bit closer to it and his point was that if you see the devil you know or you see him away from you why would you go near to that danger and some people are fascinated by anything that's powerful mm-hmm. but it's just he is God is stronger but why would you put yourself in the temptation or the situation where you could get hurt and possibly even killed yeah so trust uh, trust in God I think we're gonna we're not gonna make it through this whole chapter this maybe really we should just stop at the temptations <clears throat> and then move on tomorrow yeah well even the next section is long I was just gonna, looking at how long we've been talking um, yeah, Jesus is rejected at Nazareth. So our next section on verse 14, 
says Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. What news do you think that is? The news of him being baptized, or had people heard about his temptation? Or I think it, it's the next sentence. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone oh. praised him. Well, yeah, I guess. It's just... Yet, he has the power of the Spirit. It Over and over, it's going to say that Jesus taught as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. So his insight into the scripture and his knowledge of God's word, because God's word is so powerful. It, I mean, you look back at the temptations of Jesus and the weapons that he uses to fend off the devil are the same weapons that we have. Mm-hmm. It's God's word. I was going to make a kind of a different point because okay. my note here, chapter 4, verse 1, when it says, full of the Holy Spirit, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, Luke emphasized the Holy Spirit not only in his gospel, but also in Acts, where the Spirit is mentioned 57 times. Hmm. And in, you know, we just read Acts, but when he mentioned it there, it was like, not our regular abilities or our regular, you know, faith, but like the special acts, right? Like the special gifts. You know, there was a couple times where it was like they were baptized, but the Holy Spirit hadn't come on them. Mm -hmm. So now when he's saying like Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit or in the power of the Spirit, maybe that's meaning he's got, he's doing miracles and he's, uh, I don't know. Just the way that Luke would document that, like, Jesus has always had the spirit, he's always had faith, he is one with these things, but maybe this signifies he's powerful. I just always view the work of the spirit, I guess, as uh, using God's word to build up the church in some way. So... like the the gifts of the spirit there were the speaking in tongues or driving out demons in the name of God the Father, whatever it is. Or you think of the third article of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, communion of saints, forgiveness of sins. You know, all those things are works of the spirit that he does. Well, believe. Yeah, it's a list of things you believe in. Believe in him about him that he does through his word. So again, here with Jesus, I just think it's, he's preaching with power and God's word is having this great effect on the people because he's giving a Holy Spirit just this, I mean, the strongest platform he's ever had, just the living word of God interacting in people's lives. So when it says, okay, Jesus, when Jesus was tempted, this is like down by Jerusalem, the Jordan River. Or he's in uh, the desert of Judea, according think, to my note. I just here. think it's the wilderness, so I would guess that he would go east from the Jordan. But maybe I'm wrong. It's a, well, there's, there's yeah. a note here, just in my study Bible, it said the desert of Judea, see Matthew 3, verse 1, see a note on 1, verse 80. Um, anyway, so he's in Judea. And then tomorrow we're going to read about him heading up to Nazareth. You're just saying that 
the whole way along the way he's possibly teaching and doing miracles and that's what's spreading or no not not doing miracles you didn't say that i said that no but he's walking on the road and jesus is going to talk to people mm-hmm. the reason he came is to preach okay you know he probably had thousands of conversations with people during this time that we have no record of but we'll yeah. meet in heaven and he'll say oh yeah i met jesus in Samaria on his way up there you know right and just news about him spread if he hasn't done any miracles yet like people just be saying like oh there's another powerful speaker like john the baptist Mm -hmm. or if that i know it wasn't recorded in this but when john said look the lamb of god um, people could probably be talking about that too yeah and when he was down by john he would be talking and some of john's disciples are going to start to follow jesus right so it could be that he is starting to get or uh, get a following yeah. of disciples and just hasn't called the 12 disciples to full-time ministry. But All right, well, that yeah, that was a long, a long chat about a little section, but it was good. We'll save, we'll break this chapter up, maybe. Yeah. What's important is not to just get through it, it's to learn and have conversations. I so. know, I just wanted to get through a chapter a day, but some days that's just not possible in the time limits that we have. Yep. Well, it's broken up now, so if you want to, you can just continue on, and you can go through a chapter a day. We're just going to stop here. Okay. <laughs> All, right, All right. Have a good one. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop Pastor Randall, wake up